Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is fabulous. Today is, say it with me, it's Friday, woohoo, uh, September 29th, 929. Next time we speak, it will be October. Uh, September flew by for me. I don't know about you all. Beautiful golden September, though. Uh, just cannot beat how glorious it is. The season of purple and gold here in New Mexico. So, um, I've had a week. Um, I, I'm actually improving much more than I thought that I had been. Um, and I want to talk about ways to improve, particularly uh, to improve your concentration, to improve your productivity, and particularly talking about interruptions and the devastating effect that interruptions have on us. <clears throat> Because we know this, right? We know it, and yet it feels like we have to remind ourselves all the time because the world wants to interrupt us. The world wants our attention in countless ways. And, and I do believe, I, you know, I'm not much of a, the world is going to hell and we're all going to die and we're doomed. I'm not that person. Um, but I do think that the culture that we live in now is so attention oriented that really attention is, is our greatest currency these days. And so, uh, you know, and I think people have been talk about it as being like the attention economy, right? You know, how many clicks does something get? How many views does it get? How long do people watch it? I get, um, people cold messaging me all the time about this podcast a lot more lately, which I feel like I can kind of judge how well the podcast is doing because I really don't look at the metrics a whole lot. Um, but I could judge how well it's doing by how many people start messaging me about how I need to improve my SEO to get more views. It's like you have all these subscribers, but you don't get views. And it's like, well, a lot of those subscribers are there for the audiobooks, so I'm not particularly concerned. And also, I think that if they think that it's worth trying to get my my money, then I must be doing something right. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but anyway, they they send me this stuff showing me, like, oh, your metrics are X Y Z, and I'm like, oh, I don't care, but clearly that is where the economy is at, right? That there are people who are out there like, how can I grow my podcast? How can I grow my audience? Um, you know, people always looking for, how can I get more people to see my books, you know, read my Kindle Unlimited books. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing. We have been driven by advertising for a very, very long time, of course. But it seems that, yeah, the with the internet, with the changes in ways that people do their viewing with streaming and subscribing and so forth, that, you know, what, what really, what really fires the engines for advertisers, right, is attention. Uh, and so now, you know, like everybody has an app, 
have you all noticed this? You know, they're all like, download our app for this or that. And if you use our app, then you can get these benefits. It's like, I don't want apps on my phone. I don't want more apps. And, and I say this to people. I'm a very difficult customer. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I think, um, you know, because I just, I question everything. And, and Dorinda laughs at me because she says my favorite phrase is, is it though? Because <laughs> she'll tell me things, you know, and, is it? Is that true? And so like some business will tell me, well, just download our app and then you can do this, you know, XYZ or have this benefit. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want the app on my phone. And they're like, oh, but it's so easy and it's free. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't want your app on my phone. I don't want you sending me push notifications. So that phrase right there tells you so much of what you need to know, right? Push notification. They want to push it into your life, into your attention, right? Um, I turn off all of my push notifications. I don't want to see them. I, I don't want to be pushed. So anyway, I saw this very interesting Instagram reel because I do occasionally scroll through Instagram, probably more than I ought. And this guy was talking about, I wonder if I can figure out who it is. Okay, so, so this is effective advertising, right? I looked up who this guy is, and his name is Johan Hari. And it says, author of three New York Times bestselling books. The latest is Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention. Um, so he had his little clip on Instagram where he talked about that on average, when we are interrupted, when we are focusing on something and are interrupted, it takes 23 minutes to get that focus back again. 23 minutes. So there, and I sent this to a couple of friends, um, you know, if you are constantly interrupted by notifications, messages, and this is like text messages, WhatsApp messages, um, Notif push notifications from Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which is now X or whatever the hell, um, plus emails, plus phone calls. If you're in an office, people talking to you. If it feels like you're spending your entire day not being able to focus, that's why. Because if you can't get longer than 23 minutes to regain your focus on what you're working on, then then you're screwed, right? You're, you never focus. There's something up in the grapevines above me. <laughs> See, that got my attention, didn't it? So I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been trying to regain my concentration so that I can get word count. Um, I am behind on getting Twisted Magic written uh, it's not a huge hairy deal. I can push out the release date, but I'm really trying not to. I, I want, and besides I need to ramp up. Um, and there are a few things that are working against that. One is I get out of the habit. Uh, I really do believe that that writing habit makes a huge difference, and, but also the habit of concentrating. And so when I sent this video to Dorinda yesterday, uh, you know, and it, it's nicely put, it's very concise. It's like, so, you know, if you get a text message and somebody says, well, 
you know, why can't you reply to me? It only takes two seconds for you to, you know, give me a thumbs up or something like that. And it's like, well, maybe that's true, two seconds, but it's two seconds plus 23 minutes to get my concentration back. And Dorinda was saying that, you know, that she's so bad about it because she'll have her phone next to her and, you know, somebody will call or text her or message her and she'll, you know, then lose what focus she had gained. Uh, but then also, uh, you know, writing, this is huge spoiler folks, writing is not easy. <laughs> and like every time we get to a stuck point and I've been doing this too, I have my phone next to me and I'll pick up my phone to check it and look at something. So I need to get much, much better about this. I'm uh, going back to old habits that I used to do of having my phone silenced and putting it in the other room so that because if I can get a concentrated hour of writing, I can write 11 to 1200 words in an hour. And it's not that difficult. Um, if I am scattered and checking my phone and not concentrating well, 200 words, 400 maybe. So I've been gradually ramping back up again. Um, and I know some of you were following me this summer when I was ramping up then. Um, some of this is, you know, just training my attention again, uh, training my focus, uh, breaking bad habits of like looking for something to distract me from the hardness of the work. Uh, but so like this month or September is not going to be a great month for me, but it's not as bad as I thought that it was going to be. It's, um, let's say it's my fifth most productive month of the year so far, which is, I mean, not saying a lot, but it's also, it's not the worst. And this week, particularly if I do well today, it will be my highest word count week since, um, well, like the third week of July. And so, I mean, that's pretty good. And so I've been doing a few things. Uh, most of you know that I work in like three one-hour sprints. And I set up my conditional formatting on my Excel spreadsheet where I try to do two things. I keep an average of how many words I tend to do at for each sprint. So I try to, for each hour, I try to do better than my average for this book so far. I've, I've started just tracking for each book because it got to be too much for my overall trackingness. Um, I used to keep it and the formula got too huge. Uh, <laughs> so, and then I try to do better than I did on that hour the previous day. Uh, and then I've also been on Monday. I didn't have a great day. I was just scattered, um, but I got like 551 words for the whole day. Uh, but I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to my training program of gradually ramping up. Uh, my friend, Mary Robinette Kowal made me a fabulous graphic of my ramp up program. I don't know if I shared that with all of you. But I'd, I'd originally made it for like NaNoWriMo for National Novel Writing Month that instead of the, the 
inclination. What people try to do is if they're writing the 50,000 words in one month is they divide the 30 days of November into 50,000 words. <laughs> oh, it's Jackson who's up on the grapevine above. No wonder. <laughs> Pretty funny and distracting. Uh, why we can't focus because cats are in the grape arbor. There, now, see, we've hit, we're, we're on brand for first cup of coffee. We've um, hit cats and New Mexico weather. So, um, yeah, instead of doing, okay, so, you know, like 50,000 divided by 30 days, you get like 16, 66.7 or what have you. And so people will do that many words every day. Uh, and what happens is, is you max out. This is like, um, it's like overtraining. Uh, you go from zero to 60 without building up the ability to, to produce the words on a regular basis. So what I've suggested is that people write 100 words on the first day, 200 words on the next day, then like 300, then 400, etc. And so you end up by the end of the month, you're writing considerably more than your 1666, but by then you're in shape. And you're able to do it. So that's what I'm going back to. Cause I kept thinking, Oh, I should be able to just get back to my 3000 words a day. And I was crashing myself out. I was doing too much on one day. So <clears throat> Monday when I only got the 550, I thought, okay, I'm just going to start gradually adding and do 500 more words each day. So I've done um, this week. Let's see. Here we go. So Monday, yeah, the 551. Tuesday, I got the 1222. Wednesday, 1678. Yesterday, I got 2179. And today, I'm going to try to go for more than 2500. And then next week, get up over 3000. And then I'm going to see if I can write like 3300 to 3500 words a day for the next several weeks in October to see if I can get this book written on time. Um, and I'm going to do these other measures to really guard my focus. I get lazy about it over time because I feel like my focus is so good when I'm getting my 3000 words a day and I'm clicking, then I'm not easily distracted, but it's when I am already distracted, when my focus has been shattered and there's so much stuff going on is it's, been a busy couple of months for me, a lot of distractions. So I have to deliberately build that focus again, deliberately uh, renew my ability to concentrate. So pulling out the stops. Uh, it's amazing to me that I have to learn this over and over and over again. I was talking with some people in my discord in my Patreon, uh, answering some questions and we were talking about beginnings because I wrote a blog post on Wednesday about beginnings. And I, you know, put this blog post, you know, like my, my three tips for how to open a, a story. And, and they're the principles that I use. Um, and so we were talking about that, but one of the things that I had said in this blog post is that figuring out where to start the book or story never gets easier. It's an ongoing battle. And um, 
Dorinda and I talk about this all the time, you know, trying to find the right place and then refining that opening, that we work on that opening so many times. And <laughs> some of the newer writers in my Discord, you know, they're like, I can't tell if it's <laughs> daunting or reassuring to hear that these things don't get easier. And it's like, they don't. They just, it, that's part of the art of it. That's part of the craft. And yeah, it doesn't get easier, but that's part of why we do it, right? This is the, the challenge. Um, so otherwise I have been, I really want to get Twisted Magic done by the end of the month. If it is delayed, it won't be delayed very far into November. So um, it's, it's coming along now a little bit different structure than I thought it would have. So that's always entertaining. And I've made a plan for what I'm writing through basically for the next year. I charted out what I'm doing because I'm going to have a revision soon on Onira from my new editor. Very exciting. And she wants to start talking about ideas for the second book because it's a two book deal. Um, and I think she wants that book fairly soon, which is fine by me because that means I get money sooner and it's always nice to get the um external deadlines i think of them as the deadlines that come from people who aren't me right that my contracted deadlines always have to take priority and i would much rather you know be in good good shape there um but i also don't want to let the self-publishing um momentum fall off like i've really done this year so I'm going to do a few things. I also had a conversation with Agent Sarah earlier this week um, about Amethyst Run, which is still out on submission. But um, we talked about, I'm going to finish writing that book and see if we can sell it uh, on a full manuscript. I, I told her I'm conceding the point. I think she's absolutely right that um, it's so much easier to sell these books to publishers these days if you have the complete manuscript, um, they just are not buying a lot on spec unless you have like a massive, massive platform and they are just sure that they're going to sell millions of books. Um, I don't think I would have gotten this deal on, on Onira if it hadn't been complete because everybody talks about um, the ending and like how amazing, you know, like sobbing through the last third of the book and so forth. Um, you know, and Sarah even said to me, she said, you know, we agents and editors, we just don't have, there's a reason we're not writers. We don't have your imagination and we can't see how the book is going to go unless you give it to us. So, so that's all on my schedule. I'm going to do these revisions. I'm going to finish writing Amethyst Run. Uh, I'm going to be writing this book too for uh, my new publisher at some point. And then I also want to write a new trilogy and I'm going to see what it's going to be. Once I finish twisted magic, I've thought that there is going to be one more trilogy to finish out a nine book arc. And I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I thought that it was going to be about Elise for those of you who've been reading it. Um, and there, there is already in twisted magic, a chapter from Elise's point of view. So I'm going to see how this story plays out and then see what's there. Um, but if you have requests, I am going to 
self-publish uh, some kind of trilogy in 2024. So, yeah, if you have things that you want me to write, now is your time to say so. I do think that I have a better chance of good sales success with something totally new than with a, a three-book trilogy that's continuing the bonds of magic, renegades of magic world. Just look at the numbers, it seems to be the case. But I'm amenable. So on that note, I hope you all have an amazing weekend. I hope you get some beautiful golden weather wherever you are, uh, spring or autumn. And I will talk to you all on Monday in October. You all take care. Bye-bye.